0: And welcome back to the show. This is your host, Kristen, and I am so excited for today's conversation. We are going to talk about podcasting. And yes, I've talked about podcasting before, but this time we are going behind the scenes. We're going to talk to a podcast coach, a podcast editor, and let me tell you, she shares all the things about what makes a podcast successful, what makes it sticky, when is the best time to monetize, and why should you add podcasting to your mix? I cannot wait for you to listen in to today's conversation. It's a lot of fun and I think you're going to love it. Hi, and welcome to Make Beautiful Things podcast. I created this podcast so that I can help you step into your God given purpose, monetize your gifts through an online business, and help you create consistent income and have more impact in your home and in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Kristen. I am an encourager and faith led entrepreneur that has a heart to encourage and uplift other people in their businesses and at home. If you are ready to grow your business so you'll have more impact in the world and you'll be following the purpose that's been put upon your life, then grab your notebook and pen and let's get going. Hi, today on the podcast, I would like to welcome Tammy Munson to the show. I'm super excited to have this conversation. We're going to talk about podcasting and how we step into our calling. We are going to talk about why this is such an exceptional way to build your business And I'm excited because Tammy and I have just recently connected because we're both in the same faith-based community of women speakers, writers, and podcasters. So welcome, Tammy, to the show. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. Awesome. So real quick before we jump in, I'm just going to share a little bit about Tammy's background with you. Tammy is the CEO and founder of Wildfire Creative Company. She's also the host of the Creative Cast Podcast. She's been producing podcasts since 2005 and has been a podcast coach since 2020. She and her husband, Dan, and their adult ch- children live in Northern Iowa. And Tammy thinks queso and sweet Southern tea are some of the best things ever made. And Tammy, I'm in agreement with you there.
1: <laughs> it is. I mean, there, there's no denying it. So yeah. I mean,
0: put queso <laughs> on anything and you have to sign me up. Um, yes, absolutely. absolutely. So real quick, before we jump into talking about all things podcasting today can you just tell us a little bit about how did you get started in this and what are you up to now
1: so yeah so it started back in you know 2005 I discovered podcasting and I was doing like graphic design and web design and and things in in the digital space at the time but when I came across podcasting something clicked and I was like ooh. I really, really like this. I need to find out more about it. And so I was going to do a podcast back then. And I thought, if I'm going to do a podcast, I need to learn how to edit audio. I'm an Enneagram 8, so that should tell you quite a bit right there. (laughs) And I just dove right in, like deep dive into it. And I fell in love with the medium and that anyone had a voice, that they could share their voice in a way that was unique to them they didn't have to go through the news or the regular mediums at the time and so
0: um
1: I never did publish that podcast that I originally had planned um but since I knew how to edit people started asking me hey can you edit my podcast can you edit this can you do this and it just kind of grew from there podcasting was brand spanking new back in 2005 And I've just been doing it ever since. And then in 2020, um, actually in 2019, I was at Allie Worthington's last Blistem conference and really God spoke to me while I was there and said, you need to tell their stories and you need to help them share their voice. And I was like, okay, how do we do that? What do we do? And so now I'm coaching women on how to be a good podcaster, how to grow their podcast, how to monetize it, things of that nature. And I am just having a blast. I have the best job in the world. I listen to podcasts all day and then I
0: get to help women share their stories. So it's really, really cool. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I love it. And Actually, I think I was at that wisdom as well. So that's awesome. Uh, so I do have one question for you before you can, you know, you, before you jump in and share some uh, tips with us. Sure. Why would you say podcasting versus something else, or would you say podcasting plus?
1: I would say podcasting plus. Really,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you know, the thing about podcasting is you can you can tell your story in such a way that makes it unique to you, and you can be authentic to that. And people who are going to be involved in that are going to listen to you, are going to be want, wanting that. Podcasting is not the only thing. You, in my opinion, you need to have multiple things that, that you're doing. But podcasting is just one way of creating content that is going to get out to your audience. But you also need to embrace some of the other aspects that are out there. So it's more of like a content delivery system, right. that, really, than anything
0: else. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Wonderful. So let's kind of dive in today and talk about, you know, what would you tell to people that have either just started a podcast or they keep thinking about it, but they're just a little bit scared or afraid or I don't know, it seems like a lot. What, what tips would you share with us? Why we should do it? And then what do we need to know about it? Sure.
1: Uh, so for the one that's out there that's sitting there thinking about, oh, I want to do it. I'm not really sure. Who, who am I? All those kinds of questions we tend to ask ourselves in, in those phases. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I believe that everybody has a unique story to tell. And there is somebody out there that needs to hear that story. Mm-hmm. Whatever has happened, whatever you know if you're creating awareness if you're talking about a particular area of expertise there is somebody out there that is ready for you to launch that podcast and need to hear what you have to share so definitely go ahead and get started the first the first thing i would recommend if you're if you're thinking about starting a podcast is spend some time doing some research find your niche first and foremost, because mm-hmm. the thing about it is a lot of people think, oh, if I have a broader topic, I can get more followers. Mm-hmm. And really, in podcasting and in business, it's really the opposite, yeah. that we need to, if we go in super focused, um, and then we kind of go, okay, I'm going to be talking about faith, ba- being a faith-based creative well that's pretty specific that rather than just being a faith a person of faith or a creative or a woman or whatever the case may be. So that's the first thing that you need to do is figure out who you're talking to and what do they need to know what problem can you solve or what or what information can you provide them to help them solve their problem? If you can't solve a problem directly so that would be the very, very first thing. The second thing is make sure that you can deliver this consi- consistency. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I always say is that everybody has voice. Absolutely. But not everybody is meant to be a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. And you would think someone who edits for a living would say the opposite. But it's you might not have the bandwidth. You might be in a hard season of life. Whatever the case may be, really look at that and make sure that you can deliver consistently, whether yeah. that's monthly, every other week, the first and third Thursday, weekly, daily, whatever that frequency is, make sure that you can deliver on a regular basis and that you can de- can deliver great content mm-hmm. consistently. And if you can do that, and when the best thing in order to do that is create, a strong editorial calendar. I live and die by the editorial calendar. If it's yeah. not on there, it does not happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So it, Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, 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 no. So I was just gonna say those are like really the two biggest tips for those yeah. that want to get started.
0: Yeah, and I would I would actually just piggyback on that because two things and I've shared this before in this podcast, but consistency is so important. And I say commit make the commitment to yourself. I mean yes to your audience, but You know, I think what is it is I forget the percentage. I've looked at the data before, but most podcasts don't get past the first 10 episodes, right? A big percentage of them. And it's because people think they want to, they get in love with the idea, but it's like any other business. You have to show up consistently. And so, you know, I remember when I started my podcast, you know, which was, this one was only a year and a half ago or about, I committed to, I am going to be consistent for at least a year, you know? Mm -hmm. And so pretty much every week, I did at least two episodes a week. Some weeks I did more to test it and, you know, that kind of thing. But I made the commitment to myself, regardless of what my numbers or my stats were going to show me. Because we can get defeated if we don't see growth quick enough or we see these bigger people that have been in it longer having Mm -hmm. big, huge numbers. And so I try to share that all the time. Like, you have to commit to yourself to be consistent, at least for a period of time.
1: Yes, and then, absolutely.
0: And then the the niching, you know, the niche is so important. I'm still working on that with this podcast, right? Like yeah. I've been testing and tweaking and still trying to kind of find my perfect sweet spot. Well, I have, you know, I'm not just entrepreneurship or I'm not just business. Right. Or it's still honing, 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 right? Yes. And so it yes. is really important. And I keep trying to look at the, which ones seem to resonate with people, right? Which content who do I seem to be reaching? But I right. think it's a work in progress for some of us but we have to be aware that it's super important to understand who you serve very specifically.
1: Yes, because then you can develop that content that's going to meet the needs of what they're looking for. Right. Um, and, you know, piggybacking on talking about, you know, make, committing to yourself, you know, most, if you can get past episode 20, you're in it for the long-term game. You don't have to commit to yourself like, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, it's Because most people fade out about between episode eight to episode 12. It's kind of right in there. If they get past 12, they're probably going to be in for a much longer, long-term game. Um, But yeah, I've I've seen people uh, fade out on episode four.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Like, no, you're so good at this. Right. And you're right. I guess the message to everybody listening from both of us would be, you can do it. Like, just go and find support join communities, work with somebody that does editing, coaching, like you just need that encouragement to keep going because you're going to hit bumps, right? You're going to hit roadblocks and that's all okay. You're going to have times where you're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm at a loss for ideas, whatever it is. Even if you use an editorial calendar, right? Sometimes we're kind of like, wow, my list, I've I've gotten through most of it. Now I have to generate new stuff or repurpose." But so I think it's really important is like, just find someone to keep cheering you on to keep going with it.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. 100%.
0: So good. Yeah. And so I know there's some other things that you like to share about podcasting and what's important to make it work.
1: Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of the things that I have found that some of them are just kind of Well, for the lack of a better word, boring. (laughs) Yeah. So you got to make it fun and engaging Uh um, for the listener because they're the ones that are going to be coming, listening to your show. You got to make it where they're going to want to come back each and every time or or every time that you produce a show. Mm -hmm. And so for me, whenever I'm listening to a show and I'm going, oh, well, you know, that that could be better or oh, that wasn't really the right one for me. Let me go and find something else. It's usually because it wasn't fun. It wasn't super engaging. It wasn't the type of content that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So if you are kind of in this phase where you're trying to grow it and it's not really growing, you may want to look at like, what segments are you doing? Are you doing segments? Who are you interviewing? Do you need to mix it up and maybe throw a solo one in there? If you're doing a solo, do you need to mix it up? put a guest in there or or something Mm
0: -hmm. just
1: try and make it as fun for the listener um because they're they're the ones that really drive drive the traffic Mm -hmm. and drive the downloads
0: oh so let me ask you a fun question since we're on that sure tell us a couple examples of some of the fun things you've heard podcasters do or was it more like tips that people can apply to their real life so maybe just give us a couple examples that people did a really good job engagement on their podcast Uh
1: Uh, well the first one that comes to mind is Allie Worthington. Our uh we we both know Allie. And um I love what she does at the end of her show mm-hmm. where she asks fun questions. And yeah. they're they're not the typical questions you hear on a podcast like tell me about yourself or any of that. It's you know, tell me a product that you're recommending to people. Mm-hmm. What are you excited about these days? And it really allows for you to get to know the guest. Mm-hmm better than just the maybe the book that they're talking about or the topic that they're an expert in that you're really getting to know them the person and that you can create you know create an authentic connection with them even if you're just listening to them some of the other things is you know i once did a i once produced a comedy podcast where the whole thing was just engage just making it fun for the listener. And so they would have all these different funny segments in. You could have, you know, I've seen podcasts that do bloopers. That's always fun because we always hear the perfect or the the right. well-edited version of what we're doing. Generally yeah. speaking, you don't hear the the mistakes or the mess-ups or anything like that. So, um, one of the podcasts that I listen to, they do that every so often they'll throw in like a bloopers reel or something like that. And it's just something fun and different. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's good. And you're right. I think what it does, all the things you just gave as examples, it lets the audience or the listeners not only connect with us, right. And see that we're real people, but it, it makes you more endearing and think like, oh, well, I really like that too. Or I am obsessed with coffee all day long or whatever it is. Right. And so I think it's, like you said, we get to know the person beyond just the topic at hand during that, that episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Good. So good. Oh, my gosh. OK, so then what about what can we do as far as like making our podcast be more sticky and monetizing it? So what tips do you have to do that?
1: So for monetization, uh, the first thing you need to do before you start monetizing, make sure that you have a community built whether it's through your email list, social, or all of the above. You have to have that community there. Monetization could be as simple as creating an affiliate relationship with, you know, um, like we have an affiliate relationship with Libsyn. So Mm -hmm. whenever we recommend Libsyn, we get a 20% um, referral fee sent Mm -hmm. back to us. We, We make a little money off of that. It could also be, you know, you can create a Patreon account. One of uh, my clients, uh, it's the Storytellers Podcast, they started a Patreon Mm -hmm. community. So now their Patreon community helps pay for their podcasting expenses and all the Mm -hmm. other expenses that the ministry incurs. So, but they they had to build their community first. And then they started Patreon and now they're, they're doing very, very well with it. Mm-hmm. So that's always an option. But no matter what you do, you have to build your community first or have a good, solid listener or, or audience ship. Mm-hmm. And then you can start doing some of the other avenues. You know, I have one client, they do something at the end of their episode. They say, hey, this podcast is listener supported. I would love if you would donate. They give their link to Mm -hmm. to their donation page or PayPal or Venmo or whatever other service you want to use. Right. Then it's it just goes right in there. So Mm -hmm. those are some of the ways that I would I would monetize.
0: Okay, cool. And I have a couple things to jump on there and add. Is one Patreon is much like the listener supported model, correct? So in case somebody doesn't know what that they haven't heard of Patreon yet. It just means that your some of your listeners are choosing to pay, I think Mm -hmm. it's a monthly fee one time, and then to support the content because they really love your podcast. And so for those that haven't heard of Patreon, that's what that is. And then two questions off of that is have you found in the work you're doing that there's a certain, and I know I know this differs, and you hear always like a story that doesn't match the norm, but Mm -hmm. community size and then how long it takes somebody have after launch to actually monetize. Like maybe you can speak to both of those things.
1: Sure. So as far as community size, it just depends on your audience. Now I've seen smaller audiences that are just very, very loyal fans. And they're like, Mm -hmm. yes, sign me up. I'm here for it. I want to help you, you know, buy the new microphone or, or whatever. Uh, but then I've also seen like really, really large audiences do well too. So it just kind of depends on the relationship that you have with that audience yeah. and how authentic you're being with them. Like if you said, Hey, I'm working to try and buy a new microphone. I would love if you could support that. Right. That might work, you know? Right. Um, and as far as how long, if you already have, a community built in before you start your podcast, mm-hmm. you could do it right from the get-go.
0: Right.
1: So like if you were, let's say, you know, Lisa Whittle, for example, when she started the launch uh, podcast with Jamie Ivy, they could have monetized. They, they, yeah. I'm not sure if they are or they're not, but they could monetize right then and there because they have the audience built in for that. Right. Where if you take, Uh, Someone who does not have a community, does not have an email list, does not have anything, and you're just starting a podcast, it's going to take you a little longer to do that. I would focus on growing the podcast for about six months before you start saying, hey, pay for my thing,
0: because it's just not going to work otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good indicator. Like you said, there's always people that don't fit maybe the average. You know, I know there's some people that got sponsors before they even started their show, but that's not the norm, right? So right. there's all these ways to do it. Really, I think it depends on what's your message, who are you going to target, how bold are you in your asks that early. But to your point, it's about being consistent, adding real value to your audience. And yeah. then if you have a really clean, you know, community or like you said, engagement, it's easier to find a partner or affiliates or to have your own programs sooner to monetize.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, if you launch a podcast and you are, you create a course that ties into that some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you could probably monetize that right from the get go, but you're still going to have to build that audience, you know, right. and right now selling courses is hard because of the economy and, mm-hmm. and all the things surrounding yeah. that. But, I mean, it, it's definitely possible. I think a lot of people think, oh, I can make so much money in podcasting. And yeah. if that's why you're getting into it, don't get into it. Right. Because you're not going to make there Yes, there are some people who have made a lot of money from podcasting, um, but that's not for everybody. Not everybody's going to experience that.
0: Right. Well, I think it's much like having a book right? Yes. There's authors that sell millions and millions of copies and made an insane amount of money. And maybe they have 20 books at this point. There's other others that have one or two books. They might've self-published, which is amazing and a great thing, but they still might be trying to recoup their costs. Like, so yes. just because you do it, you should do it, right? You have a message, you have a story right. to share, do it in whatever format right. and platform works, but it doesn't mean it takes hard work and the consistency to make money. Right. Yes. That's, that's what it comes
1: down to. It does. I mean, ab- 100% absolutely. You know, yeah. so having a podcast is almost like running a separate business mm-hmm. with the marketing and all the things that you do on the front end. And then, right. then you've got all this other stuff on the back end. Like once you launch, it's not over. That's right. when the hard work really begins yeah. in, to stay consistent and be in it for, for the long term to really be impactful with right. your podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what about just, um, I know two things that you had sort of noted when we were talking about this episode is, is there anything else you would add to the importance of yeah, call to actions or just making sure we keep coming back to why we're doing this?
1: Yes. So the call to action is so important because just like with any type of marketing, and that's basically you know what a podcast is, is a version of marketing. You want to give them something to do. So at the end of my podcast, you know, I say thank you and and all the things. But then I say, you know, rate and review the podcast because that's going to drive more listeners to the podcast. It may be, hey, sign up for my latest whatever I'm doing. But you got it. You need to give them something to do. Always drive them back to your website if possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, if you want them to leave a review, they're going to not end up on your website. But you can always drive them there, and then have a button that takes them straight to Apple Podcasts. However, you choose to do it. But these call to actions are so important because you're the expert in in your area that your whatever your niche is, and so give them give your listeners something to do so that they can really take what they've learned from you and apply it to their life, however they need to. Mm-hmm. So the call to action, the rate and review, really, really important in growth of podcasting. And then whatever else you choose to do with courses, emails, all the other things that we do with our businesses.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, just on that, just a question for you, really, for call to actions, of course, we have general call to actions, right? Where we want them to do something because it will either help the show or, you know, they can find out more and get engaged with us more like the email and the, but then there's call to actions, which you sort of noted, which are, this episode was about, let's say working on our mindset. I mean, not this episode, but I'm saying let's pretend about that. Yeah. And then if I then direct them to a download, a sheet, whatever it is that says like, Hey, this is like a sheet based on what we talked about that you can then do on your own. I would assume that's going to have a higher engagement and that's going to be beneficial the more we can do ones that are super targeted to the episode and the user's experience is going to be better. Is that right? Yes. At
1: 100%, you know, in my opinion, you kind of need to balance the two because you still need the reviews and the signups and all the general things. So I try to incorporate a little bit of both, Mm -hmm. you know, I might put one in the beginning, like, Hey, don't forget. Before we get started, there's a download, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then at the end, there may, you know, please I would love it if you would rate and review or tell me what you've learned from the podcast or or something to that effect, so that they're leaving a review and then they're thinking about what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it needs to be a good mix, in mm-hmm. my opinion, of mm-hmm. kind of what you talked about, the the more specific uh type of ask, as well as the more general. Hey, help me grow the podcast. Basically,
0: yeah. Actually, a uh, Bob Goff's podcast, Dream Big. He does a really good job with his episodes. That he will at the he'll give a link to whatever part of the framework they were talking about. Right, mm-hmm. that episode. Right, which is great because they're super simple. I mean, they are not a complicated thing that probably took them very long to do. But it's still directing the user to their website, like you said, and then it's giving them something that's continuing what they mm-hmm. talked about. And it's not, you know, his are more conversational, which I love. But the point is, is whatever little bit of framework they talked about, he will then tie it into or his team will tie it into, you know, a download. Right. So I think they do a really great job of, you know, and obviously, they're trying to promote other things as well. But I think they right. do a really good job of that. Um, yeah, so good. So good. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So what would you say? Um, and I know you said sometimes, well, two things, I guess, is there anything about the why that maybe people we forget, the further we get from the beginning of it, maybe that sometimes gets lost in translation. And then two, are there any mistakes that, you know, the newbie podcasters or just the early podcasters, like what are we missing or what are we forgetting to be doing?
1: So for the first thing I would say, um, the why is so important. You know, you got to have it from the very beginning. And I tend to put my why like somewhere where I can see it Mm -hmm. because and even if it's just the why of why am I doing this podcast you know to help women share their stories whatever the case may be and so that's gonna get you through the hard times so like when you get to episode 42 and you're like what what am I what am I even talking about? Why am I doing this? My downloads are not doing what I want them to do. Ah. You go back to that why and you go, this is why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it for necessarily for the revenue. I'm doing it for whatever reason you identified in the very, very beginning. And that usually kind of brings us back to center Mm -hmm. and go, okay, this is why I'm doing it. I got a little off track. Let me go back to this. And then really identify. Okay, how can I best serve the people that I'm that I'm serving? And then, as far as the newbie podcaster, there's there's a couple of things that I always see. Usually, over editing. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to take out every um, ah, uh, you know, like all of that because that's how we naturally talk. Mm-hmm. When we're having conversations, we don't edit ourselves and go. Oh, I said. Um, let me go back and restate that. It, 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 it yeah. it's just not the way that it's done. And th- the other thing is, people tend to focus so much on time, and they go, "Oh, I need to make a thirty-minute podcast, but I only got twenty minutes of audio that I recorded. Let me fill stuff in." Mm. No, <laughs> please, no. for all the things that are holy in this world, don't because people can sense fluff. They can sense the, you just filling it with stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather listen to a 20 minute podcast that's really, really good than listen to an extra 10 minutes Mm -hmm. of fluff just because you wanted to get the 30 minutes. So if it's 20, go with 20. If it's 45, Mm -hmm. go with 45. As long as it's really good
0: content. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh, great. So is there anything else you just want to share with people as they're, you know, considering this or they're, they're doing it and we're just encouraging them, you know, before we wrap it up uh, in this episode. You know,
1: the biggest thing is do your research, really take time to plan this out. Yes. Can you, can you launch a, launch a podcast in three weeks? Absolutely. Do I recommend it? No. Take your time, research. Who are you talking to? What do you want to share? What do you bring to the table in sharing with the world your expertise and why you really want to do this? Mm-hmm. And then once you have those things in place, then you can start doing the recordings and creating the trailers and creating the art and all the various things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Then get into those things, but really spend your time researching this, making sure that you have the bandwidth to do it. Yeah you know, and that you either have the support or whether you have a team or not, or whatever you need to have in order to support you to make sure that you are going to be able to do this on on a more of a long-term ba- basis.
0: Mm, so good. And actually, I maybe it was a month ago, I had done a, like a podcast Q&A live on a, you know, a, an accountability group yeah. podcasting. And one of the things I made sure to say that to them is like, what, what is your number one goal right now? Because if their number one goal right now is to make money, like you need to make money to pay your bills today, not in six months or a year, right. then podcasting may not be the first step you need to take. Exactly. And, and I, you know, was and it was very upfront about that is, you know, I maybe started podcasting. Well, I mean, I had my microphone for five years before I actually started the podcast. <laughs> I ended up not thinking I don't mostly work for myself, but i had taken a full time gig and so right. that's sort of what happened sure yeah 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 but the point is i was really clear like maybe i did spend too much time on the podcast in those first many months instead of building the business and then starting the podcast and so i'm really honest about that and i tell people but if your runway income wise mm-hmm. is short or you don't have a runway then podcasting's great but it might not need to be your first thing if you need to figure out how do i make x thousands of dollars a month like in 60 days right. You know, so I try to be clear with people. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but I'm saying this is one more piece of work you have to do, yes. right? Last of starts. And so just be super intentional and in when it can fit in, like you talked about. When do you really have bandwidth for this, you yes. know, and then yes. go do it. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. At 100%,
1: 100%.
0: Okay. Before we wrap up, um, just to add to the fun, right? you just talked about that. And I think that's such a great tip. It really is two things I'll ask you because, you know, I've transitioned the name and that's still a work in progress, but you know, right now it's make beautiful things. And really the reason was, is I, it's finding joy and purpose in our work, in our community, in our relationships. Mm-hmm. So you've already told us one of your favorite foods. Why don't you tell us what is just something beautiful you do in your life? That's not your work.
1: One of the things is just being in the community. I love being outside. Now, I live in Iowa, so I can only be outside for certain months of the year. But really, when it's warm and it's nice and you can be outside in Iowa, then it's just being out in our community and seeing people and talking to people and learning about them and where they come from and all those kinds of things. So that is really what brings me joy the most outside of talking about podcasting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love meeting people and getting to know them and where they come from and what is their story. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. So good. All right. So Tammy, tell us how can people connect with you online and how can they learn more about your podcast producing and editing and coaching?
1: Yeah. Uh, so the best place to find me is over on our website at com. You can also find me on Instagram. Uh, the business version is uh, at Wildfire wildfirecreativeco, C-O. Or you can always hit me up on my personal one, which is Tammy underscore Munson. So those are the easiest places to find me.
0: Awesome. Oh my gosh, so good. Thank you for being on the show today and sharing all your knowledge and wisdom and just bringing your positivity to the show. I loved it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute blast.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I look forward to connecting again soon. Oh my gosh. I loved today's episode. I loved the conversation with Tammy. I loved how fun and positive it was, but how much really useful information she gave us about podcasting and just what that really can look like for you if you're considering it or if you're actually doing it, maybe you need to apply a couple of these ideas. I know I'm going to, use a couple of the things she said to really assess my podcast and see how I can take it to the next level. Here's a couple takeaways. We need to make sure that we've really found our niche and that it's not too broad so that we can really engage with our, you know, our listener base. Next is we have to be consistent and deliver great value, right? There has to be something in it for the listener. We've got to make the podcast fun or engaging. It can't be boring. And we really need to look at our segments if it's not growing like we want. And then, next, we, if we want to be consistent and deliver great content, we have to use an editorial calendar. The next thing that she talked about was how do we monetize it? And for most of us, if we don't already have a big following, then it might really be six months before we consider real ways to monetize it. Now, if you already have something like an affiliate program set up, or coaching, or a course, or a book, Of course, you could start promoting that right away on your show. I think the next is, is the timing right for you to start a podcast or is that something that maybe you should look at in the future? And then don't use podcasting necessarily as your main revenue generator, but it can be your content um, delivery system. It can be your lead gen system. It can be to get your word out right to increase exposure to your content and to you, and it can also increase or help you with being a known expert or someone in your field. So all of those are such great things. And I just want to wrap up with telling you that if this is something you're interested in, make sure you connect with Tammy, make sure you connect with me, because we have lots of ways to help you as you grow in your business and as you step into podcasting. Thanks again for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you could leave an Apple review and rating because it helps other people find us and grow the show. Also, we would love for you to check out the website, KristenFitch.com, where you can check out all sorts of free resources, goodies, and ways that you can work with me. Until next time, I hope you have a beautiful day.